You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Vore, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. Hi, Holly. Hey, Robert. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. We Today, we're going to talk uh, about, actually, we're going to hear from you, mm-hmm. uh, your presentation from the Church Mental Health Summit mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. self-care for helpers. But first, how are you today? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing well. I mean, um, we're recording this on Saturday. And so, you know, just a couple of days before this comes out. And yeah. I, I mean, and I'm doing well. I feel like it was a, today was a pretty good day that I was able to rest pretty well. And so that's always a, a good thing when the yeah. when rest is able to happen on the weekend. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? How how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. As you mentioned, we, uh, I guess this isn't, to be fair, this isn't the closest we've ever cut it. That's true. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've cut it much closer, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously Saturday evening is is not when we normally do this, but this week was one of those weeks. Yes. Uh, but so, you know, it's Saturday evening. It's rainy outside. We went to a pumpkin patch today. Oh, actually, we ended up going to two. Oh. Um, they were both quite short visits, but that's okay. It was starting oh. to rain, so oh. we got a couple little small, little small ones. Oh. Uh, but that's okay, you know. Kind of, yeah. it was fun. So mm. I'm doing all right. Well, I did. I uh, I was going to ask you: uh-huh. Is there anything recently that you have found unexpectedly helpful in some way? Ooh. That's a good so, question. Yeah, here, I'll give you, uh, because Let's, I feel like yeah. when I ask these, I like, That's I'll, you know, right. I'll give you mine you, just to. Well, you clearly are thinking of something in particular. So let's hear, what have you found to be particularly helpful these days? Well, I, I mean, A, I was just, you know, I, we just talked about, I was trying mm-hmm. to come up with questions that are like linked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. So like tomorrow I am uh, playing in like the live stream for our church, playing some music. Oh, and I was thinking, awesome. I like, I was getting all my stuff together tonight and I was thinking, oh man, I didn't shave at all. Mm. Uh, but we wear masks the whole time, except for the person singing. So, like, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's, that's pretty helpful. I'm, that's great. I don't have. That's you know. There you go. That is something that could be perceived as quite helpful. I can totally yeah. see that unexpectedly, awesome. right? There's kind of a silver lining there. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just curious. No, that's good. Um, I, I don't know that I've had to worry necessarily about that in particular, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's a lot. So I'll say this. Let me let me frame it this way. There's there this week has definitely been one of those weeks where, in fact, this morning as I was like, you know, journaling and reflecting on the week, there were there were a lot of things I was like, oh wow, there was a lot that happened this week that I didn't really fully see, appreciate, wrap my head around as it was how uh, like as it was happening. Yeah. And so I, I, but I was able to recognize that much more clearly this morning when I had a chance to pause. And so I think the thing that was really helpful for me this week was genuinely like just pausing this morning and reflecting on the week. And I do that every week, but this week was one in particular that like I really needed to just like sit down and be like, what happened all this last week? that could be contributing to why I'm feeling so tired or just or whatever it was. And so just the opportunity to pause this morning 
Corey kind of played with the kiddos and gave me a chance to just sneak away outside to to journal. And that, that was really helpful. So, yeah. So that was the thing that was helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I am celebrating you and the ability for you to be able to wear your mask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We went different routes, but that's fine. That is okay. That's totally fine. I have a question for you too, actually. Okay. Um, so I know for a lot of folks, like I, I keep hearing from a lot of folks these days that watching TV and watching something funny is one of the ways that they most practice self-care. And there are some shows that I hear on repeat from folks that they appreciate. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, are there any shows that you're watching these days that that you're yeah. finding are, is kind of bringing some self-care for you? Yeah, I think I I definitely understand that, right? Because there was it was about 2016 where this shift happened mm-hmm. for me where I shifted from kind of like oh cool like kind of gritty dark drama type things to like I can't like I just need all mm-hmm. like and so uh there's been like kind of a constant rewatching over those years of uh Parks and Rec or you know like kind of like the your your core comedies. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And most recently, I'll say, uh, Brooke and I actually finished yesterday Ted Lasso, which is, ah! and it is, is it phenomenal. amazing? It's it so is? good. Yes, oh, it's that's so awesome. good. Um, I actually, I earlier I texted our dear friend Steve Austin about it because I think he would love it. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, I love, I love a good comedy. Yeah. That's, I feel like, at least for me, that's where I'm at right now. Like, hey, I just need something that's, like, kind of funny, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, shorter, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but, like, going back and rewatching things right now tends to be, there's something about, like, hey, this is familiar and I, yeah. like, I'm not trying to get invested in a new thing where I'm, like, right now I just need, if I'm trying to kind of rest and relax, I, yes. it just has to be something that's familiar and cool. Like, that's it, you know? Yes. Um, so lots of rewatching, I think, with like most of my kind of spare time if I awesome. sit down to, to watch TV. Yeah. But yeah. What about you? No, that's awesome. Well, especially the rewatching, it reminds me someday I'll have to figure out how many times Corey has watched The Office in like in its entirety that yeah. I have seen. Oh, my gosh. In our home. But yeah, as far as shows, I mean, as of lately, like I, I feel like I'm just starting to try to get back into some shows because I mean, this is I've had a little bit of a chance to wind down from some of my uh, a little bit of my writing stuff. And I'm actually really excited that This Is Us is about to be back on. And so mm. that's what I'm looking forward to kind of diving back into. So yeah, nice. But that's one way that I practice like self-care and I know others, but I don't know. Are there any other things that lately, like, are there any practices that in particular you've been kind of leaning on through this season? I can't think of like specific ones, but I will say that I'm always kind of on the hunt for new ones. Mm. And so uh, Today's episode is potentially mm-hmm. a good one for me to listen back through, even though I watched it while it was live. Yeah. So if you want, we can kind of transition into that. Yeah. No, that sounds perfect. I'm excited for our listeners to get to hear this one. It is, you know, it was recorded for the Church Mental Health Summit. And for today, it's basically the presentation that I had provided, which was an overview of um, self-care for helpers, caring for yourself in order to care for your neighbor well. I think that's the title. 
actually you need to tell yes, me to carry caring for ourselves <laughs> in order to care for our neighbors um, okay. i you know what my first thought when i was thinking of questions was something about like your neighbors and uh-huh. i thought that's nothing so i went with helping instead so that's amazing go. i uh, love it yeah self-care for helpers that's colon, awesome caring for ourselves in order to care for our neighbors mm-hmm. presented by dr holly k oxhandler so tell us, I guess, a little bit about it. Obviously, I have I've seen it. I've watched it like when it was live. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us, you know, like why why is this important? Like why is this what you chose to do for the conference, right? And then uh, you know maybe just like here's what to expect or whatever. Yeah. So um, I picked this one because I knew that a lot of the folks who were going to be on this summit were particularly going to be mental or faith leaders. Um, that was a big area of focus for the attendees. Although clearly we've seen that there's a lot of mental health care providers and those interested in this intersection who had attended the, um, the summit, but recognizing that we all identify as helpers in one way, shape or form, whether we are parents or teachers or caregivers or mental health care providers or faith leaders or, um, any other number of ways in which we are helping and caring for others, um, especially since we are carrying and juggling a lot through this season, I thought mm-hmm. that this would be particularly helpful just to remember that, you know, we cannot give others that which we're not offering and extending to ourselves. And so to pause and recognize how do we care for ourselves in terms of our um, our mental health, our physical health, our social support, and our spiritual health, those things are really, really important. And so I talk about about that specifically, but then also tell our listeners about this one week of emails that I offer to anyone who signs up on my website. And so that information will be provided within the the session too. And it's it's not too long. I think it was like 17 minutes-ish for the whole talk. So Yeah, you did a you did a much better job of staying within the time limit than I did. So. <laughs> I mean, it is, you know, I, I I was given a rule and I was told, so I I did my best. But um yeah, so it's not it's not too terribly long, but I think what you'll hear in this presentation just brings to life a lot of what I talk about in the emails, but but with a little bit more context and explanation behind again why this is so important, especially when we think about burnout and compassion fatigue and secondary trauma and what all those things are and and why we should be thinking about them as helpers. So, yeah. I really do. I hope this serves our listeners well. I know our listeners are um, many, many, many of our listeners that we know are helpers in one way, shape, or form at this intersection yeah. of faith and yeah. mental health. And so, yeah. So I hope it really it that it serves them well. Yeah, I will say that I enjoyed it as someone who you know is a helper of of a couple different kinds. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I'm excited to uh, listen back through it in a slightly less distracted state because last time Gray sat with me and watched Miss mm-hmm. Holly on the TV for a little bit uh, <laughs> and was running around, you know, as much as a two and a half year old watches somebody talk. So, you know, uh, I'm excited to listen through it again and obviously to extend it to our listeners as well. So we will go ahead and transition in uh, so you can hear from our fantastic guest today, Uh, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. (laughs) All right. Enjoy y'all. 
Welcome, friends. My name is Dr. Holly Oxhandler, and I'm so excited for this opportunity to get to talk with you today. I'm honored by your presence and grateful for all the ways that you're caring for others um, in this season. Whether you're in ministry or in a mental health care field or some other helping profession or advocacy area, um, thank you for all the ways that you are helping so many, both at work and at home. And as helpers, we really need to take good care of ourselves and encourage fellow helpers to do the same. Now, before we go much further, I want to invite us to shift from getting here to being here. Um, so if you would, I want to invite you to, to close your eyes um, and to breathe in through your nose, filling up your belly with air and breathe out slowly as if you were blowing on hot soup and breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out. Thank you for trusting me uh, with that exercise just now. Today we're going to be talking about self-care and the need for a self-care plan. Um, but first, let's start with talking about why this is so important. As Parker Palmer notes, self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put forth on earth to offer others. Anytime we can listen to our true self and give it the care it requires, we do it not only for ourselves, but for the many others whose lives we touch. Our ability to care for ourselves well impacts the ways and degree to which we are able to care for others. I know this is a lot easier said than done too. Um, and we must see this truly as a practice of taking good care of ourselves. In the same way that I cannot sit down at the piano right now and play Claire de Lune like I may have when I was a kid, um, we really need to be practicing these ways of caring for ourselves, especially when we haven't done so or haven't been doing so for a long time. As fortunate as I am to have taken a class during my graduate program on professional self-care, um, as someone who identifies as a helper, it does not come naturally for me to prioritize this area of, or to prioritize self-care. And as much as I love serving others and caring for others, there is always more need um, to help alleviate, more work to be done, more opportunities to serve. And I imagine that each of you uh, know exactly what I mean. However, what I have learned over the years in my research and in my personal life is that we cannot give to others that way, uh, what we don't reflect upon and offer to ourselves, whether it's rest or presence or trust or kindness, empathy, joy, gentleness, peace, or love. We cannot draw water from an empty well. Not only do we need to care for ourselves because we cannot give to others what we don't offer to ourselves, but also because you are beloved and you are worth caring for yourself. You have inherent value just because you woke up and you are worth tending to and caring for the gift of your life, especially as someone who cares for others. So with that, let's shift to talk about what self-care is. I define self-care as an intentional, 
preventative continual effort of recognizing that in order to engage in ethically and effectively caring for others, we must reflect upon, identify, and tend to our own biopsychosocial spiritual needs. Um, in social work, we often talk about um, the importance of caring for our clients holistically, paying attention to each of these areas. So in the same way, we need to be paying attention to the ways that we care for these areas in ourselves too, including the ways in which we promote physical health, psychological well-being, social support, and our spiritual growth and development, whatever that may be or whatever it may be that we believe in. And when we aren't tending to these areas, not only do we struggle to care for others well, but we see major impacts in these core areas of our lives. So what does this mean exactly? Well, there are a handful of occupational hazards that we need to be mindful of as helpers in ministry or helping profession, whether that's um, stress, which is when our demands exceed our resources or our ability to cope, in which I recognize we are all experiencing to some degree these days, to burnout that results in emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, um, or reduced personal accomplishment, to compassion fatigue, which is considered the cost of caring um, with empathy at its root, to secondary trauma, which is when the helper's behaviors and emotions are affected by another's traumatic event, or vicarious trauma, when it's the helper's whole inner world that's affected due to repeated exposure of traumatic events. As helpers, we aren't immune from the negative consequences of the work that we do. To help better identify where we are when it comes to each of these areas, I recommend these two assessments. The professional quality of life measure, which measures burnout, second, uh, secondary trauma, and compassion fatigue, and it is freely available. And the rest quiz, which captures physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, and creative rest and ways in which we need to tend to each of these um, that was developed by Dr. Don, uh, Sondra Dalton-Smith. Once we understand where we are in terms of our struggling and to what degree, well, then what do we do? Well, the next step would be to develop a self-care plan. I'm gonna dive into exactly what a self-care plan is in a bit, but first I wanna invite you to open a new tab on your browser to visit hollyoxhandler.com and to click this button right there, um, that circle that says self-care for helpers guide. This guide is completely free and it includes one week of emails from me to you on the process of building your own personal self-care toolbox as you slowly begin to practice self-care with the support of these emails. You'll also get my monthly newsletters that provide resources to support you continuing this work um, as well as a number of other resources specifically focused on the intersection of faith and mental health, which is where the bulk of my research is. Again, remembering that we recognize those around us are biopsychosocial, spiritual human beings. The same is true for us. And so we need to be paying attention to each of these areas. Um, as difficult as it can be, we have to tend to them to the best of our ability in order to care for others well. And so within those emails, I walk through each of these areas. Let's start though um, with talking about physical self-care. We'll go through each of them, but we'll start with physical self-care. 
Although each of us has unique physical self-care needs, some common practices that I elevate include checkups with your medical care provider, taking medication and vitamins, moving our bodies through some form of exercise to the best of our ability, drinking lots of water, and monitoring the certain foods and drinks that may not make us feel well when we consume them. We also really need to be paying attention to how much sleep we get, which is really important for helpers. My colleague, Dr. Michael Scullin, studies the impact of sleep on cognition, and it's pretty scary how much um, we don't even realize a lack of sleep is impacting us. He also has 10 tips um, to get better sleep that I do elevate within those emails that you'll be receiving. Again, these are just some basic um, strategies around physical self-care but it's important for you to tailor this to whatever is gonna be best for you. The next area is our mental and emotional self-care. Our mental health is a spectrum just like our physical health, and it's prone to illness and coping and healing and resilience, even for helpers. In fact, while NAMI suggests that one out of five of us are currently struggling with a mental illness, there are some studies that have shown that four out of five of us um, we'll meet criteria for a diagnosable mental illness by the time we're a young adult or by middle age. So with that in mind, my primary recommendation is including um, finding a mental health care provider, whether that's a social worker or a counselor or a therapist or a psychologist, even for a mental health checkup each year, just like your physical checkup or your dental checkup. Especially for helpers, one crucial step to supporting our mental health is learning how to ask for help. Burnout is not a badge of honor, and asking for help is not a sign of weakness, but it is a sign of strength. So if you need help finding a mental health care provider, um, or if you want a list of resources, there is a resources tab on my website that you can um, comb through to see if you find any for you or perhaps for those you serve. Remember, it can take a while to find the right therapist, and so please be patient with that process. But after, um, of course, although receiving help from a mental health care provider is my first recommendation, there are ways that we can tend to our own mental health needs as well. A few that I like to recommend include um, practicing gratitude, which has a ton of research to support its impact on our mental health. Um, even just writing down a few things each day that you're grateful for has been shown to improve our mental health. So the way that I do this each day is I pair this with my sleep habits, where as soon as my head hits the pillow, um, I express gratitude for a few things that could easily be taken for granted, um, whether that's just another day to wake up, to love and serve others, or for the clean water that we have, um, the air that we get to breathe, the roof over our heads, um, food in our bellies and our refrigerators and more. Um, I really try to keep a part of my day focused on the things, again, that could be easily taken for granted. To be clear, though, gratitude is not the same as spiritual bypassing, and that we don't want to use it as such. And by that, I mean that sometimes we use gratitude to skip over the pain and the difficult things that we navigate, and that's not at all healthy. To the best of our ability, we must be able to sit with the difficult, our own and others, without brushing past it with, well, I'm thankful at least. Um, that's just not helpful or healthy. And hopefully it's clear how that's different from a regular routine practice of gratitude. 
Additionally, it's important to pay attention to the time that we spend on our devices and the ways in which we engage in certain distractions that pull us away from the present moment and cause us to numb from those hard feelings. Not only do I worry that that's taking us away from the things that really refill us, but I also worry that it's negatively impacting our mental health in a number of ways. Thankfully, there are screen time monitors that can help um, assess the amount of time that we're spending on our screen, and I have some recommendations for that in the guide too. And then last, I really like to recommend the importance of um, practicing solitude and to be able to pull away and to be in silence and solitude with our own thoughts and emotions um, and a paper and pen because we cannot write faster than we can think. And so if we can slow down and journal and think through and write out how we're feeling, that offers a nice checkup for us. As important as solitude is though, we are social creatures and we need one another for help and support. And so even though I don't talk about this in the guide, I did wanna elevate the importance of social support and self-care and how important it is to find creative ways to connect and play with others in this season, which is so difficult, um, and to receive their love and care as well. The last area is spirituality, which touches on every other area of our lives. It's often considered the core of who we are, an equal component to our biological, psychological, and social makeup, and it's how we connect with everything around us. How we tend to our spiritual self-care is gonna look different for each of us based on where we are in our faith journey, positive and negative experiences we've had around our faith, and so much more. And yet this is a really important area to pay attention to um, and to practice. We can engage in our spirituality through prayer, reading, um, sacred texts, and attending religious services, and so much more. But I personally like to elevate contemplative practices, um, particularly because um, they do involve some degree of solitude, silence, and stillness to elevate an awareness of our true selves. They allow us to step out of the constant activity in our mind, um, to quiet our mind in a way that connects us with our faith tradition and our higher power, um, and to rest and surrender to that higher power um, that's beyond ourselves, which is so important for those of us who identify as helpers and are constantly engaging in caring for others. Again, these are just a few of my favorites and I talk about them in the guide as well. Now, I don't talk about um, social support in the guide, but I do elevate the importance of schedules. So if you were thinking as I was talking, well, that's great, but I don't have time to include all of these things, you're in luck because I do talk about the importance of schedules. The most important thing is practicing non-judgmental awareness of how we are spending our time when we look back on a week or two um, and to see if there are some patterns or ways that we can readjust our schedules to include a little bit more, um, some more self-care strategies. Now, once you sign up for these email guides, it's gonna walk you through how to create your self-care plan, including a mixture of self-care strategies that both promote resilience and help us for those in the moment stressful situations. The self-care plan is a fluid document and it is going to be needed to be updated regularly as you discern healthy versus unhealthy strategies for you. Um, and it includes attention to potential barriers and how to overcome those barriers. Um, so whether that's time or your schedule or a lack of desire or needing accountability or more, um, 
it pays attention to that as well. But what I do ultimately want to convey is the fact that we cannot draw water from an empty well. We really need you to be taking good care of you in this season so that you can care for others well. And because I believe deep within my bones that every single one of you who is watching this are worth tending to and caring for yourself. You are worth the love and care that you give to so many others. Um, and my hope is that this guide provides you with a bit of a roadmap to practicing that self-care. So again, here is the link for you to sign up. Um, and I want to thank you again so much for your time, your attention, your willingness to participate in this. And I'll close with this final quote again from Parker Palmer, where he said, again, self-care is not a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put forth on earth to offer others. Anytime we can listen to our true self and give it the care it requires, we do it not only for ourselves, but for the many others whose lives we touch. Thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH Podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMHpodcast at gmail.com. A final note. If you're in a dark place today, struggling with suicidal thoughts, you are not alone. Professional help is available 24-7 at 1-800-273-8255.